my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. Hopefully that's our ultimate goal. Uh, we have all kinds of content that will hopefully deepen your walk with Christ, whether you are a new believer or a seasoned saint. We have our past podcast episodes, articles to read, books to consider, pastors you may never have heard of, worship bands. Um, to get you um, in the mood and in, in the relationship. <laughs> in the mood. In the mood. I didn't know how else to explain it. Like that's like what it that. means. Brings you to the presence of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Um, great thing. Great to play around in the house, change the atmosphere. Uh, and if you uh, are so inclined drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. It is always a pleasure to receive emails about how, this ministry has touched your life in any way or anything we could do to help you in your walk with Christ. And if you care to donate, you can click the donate now button. Yes. Most importantly, not most important, but equally as important, like share, subscribe this message, whether it's on a podcast or a YouTube video or a Facebook post, uh, we would love your support. That's a, a great way of, of supporting us is to either like share, subscribe or all three. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I got a little bit of uh, meat coma. You, you ever had meat coma? Uh, you know, we just generally do. Our, our friends last night looked at us and were like, you guys suddenly look really tired. <laughs> so maybe we do enter a meat coma. <laughs> I ate a lot of meat uh, there for dinner um, at a restaurant called Medi Res- Kitchen. Restaurant? Kitchen. Medi Kitchen in Anaheim. Yes. If you like Mediterranean food, it's really good. Today, the, the meat was not as good as yesterday's. No. It was so good that we went back today. Yes. Uh, yesterday's meat was amazing. Today's was okay. I was I was okay with it, but you know it as um, the dish we had can be better. Yes. I found the dish to be good, but uh, I'm trusting Hedy that it could actually be better. So, uh, but it's still a good restaurant. Good, yes. Good people. Good. Uh, good place. You know, if they put carpet in there, it wouldn't be as loud. That's the only thing. Uh, it's very loud. It is loud, huh? Yeah, but they have cement floors, so that causes it to be a little bit louder. All right, enough of restaurant talk. Let's get to the devotional. Actually, let's see who is uh, on here. We have Carrie. Hi, Carrie. And we have Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Happy Sunday, Cindy. I hope sermons went well today for you. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're reading from uh, the back morning by morning devotional by Charles Spurgeon for July 30th. Uh, the reference is Mark fourteen seventy two. Wow, I've been in Mark a lot lately, interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, and it says, he broke down and wept. Hmm. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he writes, many believe that as long as Peter lived, the fountain of his tears would flow whenever he remembered denying his Lord. This is likely true, for his sin was very great. And grace in him had later performed its work, its perfect work. The same experience is common to all God's redeemed family to the degree uh, the spirit of God has removed their natural heart of stone. We remember, like Peter, our boastful promise. Even if all, even if all fall away, I will not. We then eat our own words with bitter herbs of, the, of repentance when we compare what we vowed to be with what we have been. We may weep rain showers of grief. And when Peter thought of denying his Lord, he clearly remembered where it took place. 
the little the little excuse that led him to commit such a heinous heinous sin, how he sought to confirm his falsehood with an oath and blasphemies and his dreadful hardness heart that drove him to disown Jesus three times. When we are reminded of the grievous nature of our sins, can we remain unmoved and stubborn? If so, we will turn our house into a bokin, a bok, what's it? Bokim? Bokim. What is a bokim? Do we know? No, it's... I'll look it up. Yeah. Into a bokim and cry to the Lord for renewed assurances of his pardoning love. May we never look at our sin with dry eyes, lest we soon experience a dry parched tongue in the flames of hell. Peter also recalled his master's look of love. For the Lord followed the warning voice of the rooster's crowing with a look of sorrow, pity, and love as a sole admonition. And that glance of love was never out of Peter's mind as long as he lived and was far more effective than 10,000 sermons preached without the power of the Spirit. There can be no doubt the repentant apostle would always weep when recollecting the Savior's complete forgiveness that restored him to his former place. And to think of how we have offended such a kind and good Lord is more than sufficient reason for us to constantly weep. Lord, strike our rocky hearts and make the waters flow. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We have to look up this. Bokim is a place mentioned in the biblical book of Judges situated west of the River Jordan. Yeah, its okay. name means weepers. Weepers, cheepers. Weepers, creepers. Uh, Where'd you get those peepers? Because <laughs> it's a word mentioned in one of the scriptures we're doing, so I just figured it was like a city or place. Oh. So if we go back to it, oops. It says that uh, if so, we will turn our house into a boken and cry. So it's Bokin. known as a weeper. A place of weeping. It means weepers. So we that's where we cry. Yes. I cry in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. No, <laughs> no, but it is a place where people often cry in, in movies. You know, the women, when they when they break yes. up or when something happens, they often go in the shower and cry. Not my thing. No. Where, where do you cry? In your hands? Uh, usually, <laughs> usually, or in my bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cry at church during worship. Aww. It's very common for me to do that. That seems to be my thing. I love that. And I don't know what that is, but it's like there's there's moments I where the, to the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Today, um, when the, the gentleman that hardly sings, he rarely sings, but he sang today and it was he had a he had a he a, was fire. He had a a, a, a beautiful voice today. I was going not only but he was inspired. Like, yeah. you see the way he was holding his hands out open. He yeah. was he was just fire today. He brought it. Yeah. So if you saw a second service or any of the services today at Calvary Chapuccino Hills, the the gentleman who sang sang today didn't sing very often, but today it was on point, and I I cried like a little girl. Oh, yeah, it was something else. Um, so what do you get out of this besides that? Now we know what a bokim is. Uh, the juxtaposition of how amazing Peter was later in his life. Um, Jim explains, you know, the difference between having the Holy Spirit and not having the Holy Spirit, um, but what it's like. So because I'm a relatively new Christian, I don't know what it's like to be one of those that denied 
Christ while like the experience you had and many people had were just like walking away from him and not trusting him and and that that feeling of remorse towards the Lord like you did all of this for me and I yet still have this thing in my past this grievance of this mm. um this sin that I carry around with me so it's just interesting to me that uh Peter such a great apostle would still have that um in the back of his mind Right. That he betrayed the Lord. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I could even t take myself to that place where you'd spend all this time with Jesus, seeing what he had done. Um, I mean, because the, I mean, it was pretty spectacular. I mean, there's there's no way that they ever saw anything like it ever before right and it 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 happened repeatedly yes and and they were all a part of it but it seems I, again I, it's easy for me to say from this position that i sit at now <laughs> looking back that then i would deny him well mm. i like carrie's question because yeah. she's like did he deny it out of fear mm. so fear maybe for, for it's fear for his life yeah. yeah, maybe he didn't deny it because he didn't believe it. Like he wasn't like he got, suddenly got amnesia. Mm -hmm. He was just afraid. Like Christians today, how many people deny um, the truth of the gospel when pressed? Right. Even even not under the threat of death. Is Jesus the only way to God? How many people do you know will who and ha to that question? Yeah. Is there only one God? Is Jesus the only God? You believe mm. your God is better than other gods? Than my God? Yeah. And people would dance around that in response to that question. So I think Peter's, it was just, like Carrie said, was that fear? I think so. Yeah, but I, I get it. I mean, I understand. But if it was just like somebody, if he was just following Jesus and, and so, I, I don't know how to put it to any comparison. So let's just say if we could take ourselves back to our twenties and we were partying and all that kind of stuff. And then we ran into this guy who said that he's, um, God in on, on earth. And, but he, all he does is preach and tell you really good things. And essentially gives you the same message that the Bible has, but you don't see any miracles. I, I would see it easy then to say, well, he says he's God, but I, you know, but I don't know. I've never seen him do anything as opposed to he actually, you see a guy <laughs> on the ground who is obviously paralyzed. And then he waves his hand over him and says something. And the guy stands up and dances and does a jig. Well, my point is not the unbelievability of it. My point mm. is, is that he was lying. Yeah. He didn't really not believe Jesus. He just lied to save his own skin. Skin. Mm. That's a lot more plausible to me than that Peter literally five minutes later did not believe Jesus was Lord. I just <laughs> okay. think that he saw you. Jesus get arrested and was like, uh-oh, my life's in danger. I'm going to deny mm. who I know him to be. Yeah. I'm hearing you. Just Cindy's responding to your question about church today. She says... Church was supercharged and amazing. God is so faithful. It actually went 20 minutes over, and I was encouraged to take my time to finish by those that were there, giving God the glory. Oh, Amen. That's beautiful. That's great. 
Good news. Carrie likes to cry in the shower too. Yeah. But if you don't know, just uh, Cindy Hauser is a uh, pastor at a church. Yes. Uh, and so in case you're wondering those of you that are watching for the first time, don't understand what we're talking about. Cindy's telling us about her message today. Uh, Carrie says that she cries in the shower. See, I told you people cry yeah. in the shower. It's common. Yeah, it's in the movies all the time. Yeah. Cindy prays in the shower, cries at the movies. I think I have, I mean, in you know, at some point, cried in the shower. I'm not, sure not, point now that I'm remembering. I actually like to cry on my knees, too. Uh oh! Did you did my did my face get the correction? Yes. Uh oh, let me. I gotta go up. Ta da! There, I'm back. <laughs> and then Cindy says, "I pray in the shower and I cry at movies. Oh. Our acts of kindness <laughs> are when my children succeed at something. That's lovely. That's hysterical." And Cindy also says, "It seems to me it could have been fear that Peter was feeling. Yeah, yeah." And Carrie agrees. Well, it, was you. Your, it was your idea, Carrie. So yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but I mean, wow, it's just. And it wasn't there money involved. Was that Peter or was that? No, Judas sold Judas, for a bag Judas, of coins. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, yeah, that's, that's worse. Disgusting. That's yes. disgusting. That Peter, sure. I'll, I'll give Peter a break. Judas now that I think about chicken. Judas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I have to think. That if you saw that many miracles, blind man can see raising the lepers. somebody from the dead, the lepers losing all their sores and, yeah. and being healed. It, it just like, I don't know. I don't know if I would be that fearful that I would. She's generally not a fearful person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just. I'm just so sad because then I can see it. Say I did that. Now I can see the crying. I, I get angry when I, when I slip up mm -hmm. and repeat a sin that I've, that I've committed. Like, oh, why couldn't I just me too. cry out to, why couldn't I've cried out to Jesus to stop me? Yes. And, um, avoided the temptation. Yes. And you know, it, it I don't know what it is. I mean, I would just wish, I wish I could call upon him, you know, at those points. Why, why does that, that, that power of the sin is, well, the Lord is, says is crazy. there's no temptation that doesn't provide a means of escape. So you just have to look for it. I just get mad at how weak I always just say, I go, why are you so weak? Why are you so weak that you just give in? You know, and, and do those things or even think those things. Today uh, uh, was Bud's, uh, which is the men's uh, portion of the Calvary Chapel Chino Hills that 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 uh, uh, Pastor Jack does once a month. 3,000 men show up, fills the entire sanctuary. And, um, and we talked, uh, you know, a lot about sins today, but we also talked about weight. Uh, the scripture uh, was, what, do you remember what it was? James, was it? can't remember now um hebrews sorry hebrews 12 1 2 somebody just go ahead and read it that way I keep it in the context it says um therefore we also we also comma since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of uh witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance uh the race that is set before us so in there, he, Jack wanted to talk about what is weight. 
And I didn't, uh, I never thought about weight being uh, something that we need to also hand over to God. Like the things that cause us, you know, trouble each day, the difficulties that we may have at work and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I never thought of it like that. Like I, I always thought of it, you got to wait. I always thought about waiting until it becomes a, a disaster or it becomes a mess oh, or no. it causes me to sin. Oh no. You know, I, I never thought of it the way he was talking about today. What are the things that, that cause you wait every day? Like just the things yeah. of, of wait, like, I don't know. It could be that you have a, a tough boss or something like that. I actually, you want or to even hear, less than that. You want to hear what mine is? Yeah. Uh, my Your husband. No, my husband's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, mine is myself, like just my temperament. Mm. And so I surrender that to the Lord every day. Oh, I say, you know, uh, I need the Holy spirit power to transform me and make me more like you. I surrender this to you mm. because without you, I'm powerless over it. You know? Mm. So even like simple things like that, Zara, my daughter, you know, I hand it over every day. I have to remind myself, I, uh, the exercise of handing over my weight is how I remind myself that he will carry it for me. So I, there's power in the repetition for me. I love that. Okay. Yeah, it gave me a lot to think about today. So I got I really need to go through that, that, that exercise. Because he asked men, he does it a little bit different than he does, obviously, a message. Because there's the men out there, and he, he presents questions to the 3,000 men. And yeah. then somebody will raise their hand, and, or they just rude, and they yell it out which <laughs> I had a discussion with Hedia. I go, why are guys like that? Sometimes they just scream stuff out and at the wrong time, so uh, <laughs> but they'll raise their hand and say, whatever. One guy yelled out his wife was his weight. Oh, yikes. Uh, it caused a whole discussion. I'll just say that. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> it turned out to be a very, very good discussion. Um, uh, Philippians four, do not be anxious for anything, but with prayer and supplication, take your needs to the Lord. And um, he will help finish the scripture. He will provide a way. Actually, it was, it was the Bible reading for today on the Bible take, app. Take over the yoke. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same as that scripture too, Matthew. Right. Yeah, it's just constantly reminding us to hand it over to the Lord, mm. you know, to lay our burdens. All you who are burdened, heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Right. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, constantly reminding us to do that. All right. Looks like we want to catch up with some of these things. So, um, oh, Gary <laughs> <laughs> says our knees don't work anymore. Uh, we are all on the same wavelength. Awesome. And be careful. The devil will do false ones. The miracles. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Especially in the coming days. Yeah, we for sure. Definitely can't rely on miracles. Cindy says he also may have been shocked that Jesus died and she went, she just made a mistake and Carrie corrected oh, that. Got it. Uh, and Jan saying hello. Hello, Jan. Hi, nice to see you. Jan. All right. Let's see what Jim has to say. Jim, um, which you referenced to earlier is the uh, editor of this particular uh, Charles Spurgeon adds a little commentary towards the end of the devotional. Peter denied Jesus three times. So it was likely no surprise when the Lord later asked him three times, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yet Peter had the audacity to be hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time and responded, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. To be fair, both of these events took place before Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, as related in Acts 2.4. 
Thus, after Pentecost, we see Peter truly live up to his name, which means rock. We never see him deny the Lord again, in spite of the constant threat of death and imprisonment. Instead, we see him boldly proclaiming the gospel and following Jesus' command to feed my sheep. Indeed, as we recall our times of denial of the Lord Jesus, we too should weep with godly sorrow, just as Peter did. More than that, however, we should obey the words of Jesus who told Peter, follow me. Then only three verses later, Jesus reiterated his command saying, you must follow me. And that's from John 21, 19 and 22. And see, that's the difference with us and Peter is that when we come to saving faith in Christ, we do have the Holy Spirit. So our actions and our denials are far more serious as a result of having that power within us. Not only far more serious, but also it, it kind of explains what I was talking about earlier as to how he could do such a thing. But without the Holy Spirit, strength, he was given strength with the Holy Spirit. And then all of, all of them, or most Courage. of them, uh, ended up being martyred. Yes. Um, and they, then they, they had the ability not to deny their faith. Yeah. I mean, Peter asked to be crucified upside down. Yeah. He went full, yeah. full warrior. Yep. <laughs> Because I'm not worthy of being uh, crucified like Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to. I want to do it upside down. And again, so I mean, that really is the difference. Uh, that, but it also puts a little bit more, uh, not pressure, but makes it even worse when we deny Jesus, because we should have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then what we're doing is even ignoring the Holy Spirit uh, when we deny Him. So that would, uh, that would be bad. Um, what else with, uh, there was something else with Jim. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, had, I was thinking about something else, but your comment uh, was awesome. Heard Jesus asked him the third time. Nope. Sorry, I lost it. About the Holy Spirit? No, there was just something else that, that Jim had said that I wanted to ask you about. Oh. But I forgot what it was. Simon, son of John, you love me yeah. being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it'll come to me like it did the other night Okay, as we move forward. All right, let's get to the scripture. And there's a lot of it. Mark, uh, starting with Mark 14, 72. Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the words of Jesus that he had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. So we have a couple of different versions of this because it's both in Matthew's gospel and Mark's gospel. So the Matthew version, um, he says, uh, no, it's also from Mark. Oh, no, sorry, Matthew. Oh, but that's the whole scripture. Okay, I'm just going to go in order. James 1.4. <laughs> but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take that heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Interesting thought that we have a heart of stone in the flesh. So he'll take the heart of stone out of the flesh and give us back a heart of flesh. Mm. Uh, Mark 14, 29, Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Such arrogance, huh? <laughs> Exodus 12, 8. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. That's the prescription for the Passover. 
And then Matthew 26, 72. But again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. This is Peter talking to the people that are asking, weren't you with that Jesus of Nazareth guy? Weren't you? I think you are. Your speech gives you away. But he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And then Mark 1430, truly, I tell you, Jesus answered today. Yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. No. Judges 2, 1 through 5. The angel of the Lord at Bochim. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land I swore to give your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you should break their altars. Yet you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? And have I also said, I will not drive them out before you. They will become traps for you, and their gods will become snares to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these things to all the Israelites, the people wept out loud, and they called that place Bochim. There they offered sacrifices to the Lord. So he's like, after all I, I told you, go in there and break their altars. Don't start worshiping the calf and following them. It's like he tells us, you are to be set apart. Yes. Um, that is, uh, you know, that, that being either being set apart and also holding strong to your faith and your convictions yep. is, is kind of what we're obviously talking about today. Um, and a couple stories came out of the buds training today with, with pastor Jack. I can't share. He, he, he doesn't allow recordings and doesn't allow you to right. tell some of the more private stuff. But these two stories I think are, were important because it he was just talking about the, the, um, the importance of holding to your, your faith in, in many things that you do. So we have a, a, a young quarterback who just got drafted. Who's a friend of pastor Jack's and actually got, uh, baptized in the pool in his backyard. Oh, and, um, he's, a, a you know, an, an amazing quarterback and he, uh, is in a going into his second year, uh, still young. So he still has some growing and learning to do and that kind of stuff, but he's good enough to where they offered him a, his own TV show or a part oh. in a TV show, uh, yeah, that you, like. that you may have seen on net, Netflix. It's called quarterbacks and they take the quarterbacks of the NFL and they only take oh. the best and they, they give him their own segment and uh, and he's told them no. And they offered him money to do it. And he goes, no, he goes, I don't have any interest of my, I don't have any interest. I mean, my, my first interest is Jesus Christ and playing the sport that they've hired me to play at the best of my ability. Wow. Doing the show as a distraction. Nice. And uh, so that he was, you know, that's a great example of saying, okay, what, you know, what are my priorities and what is the show going to do for me? Is it going to make me a better quarterback? Is it going to bring me closer to Christ? Is it going to take away time from my family? Is it going to take time away from his family or potential family? Cause he's right. young enough. Oh, that, he's young. Okay. Uh, but either way, you know, what, what's going to make important? me arrogant? Is yeah. it going to just, I mean, what fame? a great young, he's, I think maybe he's like 20 years old, maybe 21 oh, years old. Wow. He's young. Yeah. He's in the NFL. Or in the NFL. College? Oh, wow. Yeah. What happened in college? He was in college. That's how he got into the NFL. He so got he's drafted older than 20. Um, yeah, he could be. Yeah. Some of these guys get drafted pretty young, but, uh, yeah, maybe he's 22, but still, Amazing. um, yeah, wait, I get to be on TV. I get to have my own TV show. Right. Um, and so I thought that was awesome. Another one is, uh, the story of a, a pilot of a very 
uh, big uh, airline, one of the biggest that you you know the name um, that's overseas. It actually is based overseas. And uh, during the the things of the uh, during the time of the pandemic, and all these companies were requiring their employees to get the vaccine, right. and uh, and some of them were firing people if they didn't get it. Well. Of course, they told him you need to get the vaccine if you're going to continue to fly. And he was like at the highest level of the of the pilots. He was like the lead captain of all the pilots in this particular airlines of this huge, well-known airline. Um, and he said, I'm not getting the vaccine. And he goes, no, you, you'll, you need to get it to, to stick, continue to work here. He goes, well, I'm not getting it. And they said, well, you're fired. So they fired him. It was getting paid $250,000 a year wow. and was at the peak of his career. And, and maybe had 15 years in or something like that. I mean, so he was, you know, yeah. everything, his seniority, everything gone because he wouldn't get the vaccine, but he goes, I'm not getting the vaccine. That's it. Holding to his conviction right. of, of not having the vaccine. Well, uh, a little bit later, the, the same company called him and said, um, we were wondering if you wanted to come back to work for us. And he's going, uh, no, I wasn't planning on it. And they said, well, have you gotten the vaccine? He goes, see, there you go with the vaccine again. And he goes, I'm not getting the vaccine. He goes, no, no. They go, no, no, no. We want to make sure that you have not gotten it because if you haven't gotten it, we want to hire you back. And he goes, Wait, what? They said, yeah, there's so many pilots that are now sick and can no longer fly because they can't pass the physical now because they got the vaccine. And now we can't even hire new guys because they've all gotten the vaccine because you had to have the vaccine in order to apply to get to be a pilot. You know, so we can't, now we don't have any pilots. You know, so we need you back. And not only that, you were getting paid $250,000. Is that right? And then he said, yeah, he goes, we're going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars more annually. So you'll get $350,000 a year. If you come back, and he goes, well, I just moved and they go, okay, we'll pay uh, for a year of your mortgage wow. and give you the hundred thousand dollar raise. If you come back. That's how desperate they are because Wild. so many. And so the, the end story of that is, again, hang on to your conviction. Amen. And his was based on religious reasons why he didn't want to get it. And he said, and, and Pastor Jack was that, you know, God will bless you. You hold on to your convictions for the right reasons, right? right. For the right reasons and for, for the, the good of, uh, of your faith in Jesus Christ. And, um, and good things will happen. Amen. Either now in this life or in the next. Yeah. And I think that's important. That's another thing we've been hearing a lot lately that we got to understand. Does it mean that you're going to get a Bentley or does it mean you're going to get this huge mansion in orange where you can have a bunch of kids over, <laughs> right. uh, you know, in the end? And no, that's not what it means. It just means that you will Stored be rewarded. You may heaven. be rewarded here and you may be reward, rewarded in heaven. Uh, so I thought those were two great stories to show uh, men uh, that uh, held on to their convictions. And awesome. Uh, and it was both are awesome. We don't know what the quarterback's reward will be. It'll, it'll be either here or in heaven, but we saw what could happen here on earth for somebody who holds yes. on to their convictions. I thought that was pretty good. What do you got? About Anything? Anything? <laughs> oh, you had a divine appointment today at church. I did. I that had was an pretty amazing awesome. day. The Lord spoke such beautiful things today. It was, mm. I felt like the Lord had been quiet for me for a while. So it was awesome. But you know what? Just really quick. When we were driving to church, you were, you had a little uh, a pep in your step. I don't know what was going on. There was something a little bit more like you were, I don't know. You could, it was something really? happening around you. 
And then when we pulled up to our spot where I pull up to and you get out so that you can go get in line. Yeah. And I said, make sure you have some divine appointments. And you, but when you walked out, there was this. I was ready. Yeah, it, it looked like you were a, a magnet for a divine appointment of some sort. Oh, nice. And uh, apparently that happened. Yeah, it was. Oh, God. Uh, the most awesome thing about it, which the Lord and I didn't even tell you about what the Lord said. So it was very cute because the Lord was a, was saying all kinds of cool things to me today. So uh, waiting, waiting in line, um, Egyptian lady there for the first time visiting from New York. She was Coptic, which is similar to a Catholic um, and then became a Christian. But the story of how she became a Christian, it gave me goosebumps. She was a, uh, a young woman. Her mom had already become a Christian. And she had a dream of the rapture, folks. So if you ever wondered the rapture's dream, she had a very vivid dream of the rapture. And the Lord came down and took her mother. And she was, her hand was outstretched to him to go to take him. And he says, I can't take you. You are not my daughter. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. Can you imagine? And she wept and she wept and she wept. And I was like, no. And so then she woke up and she was like, just confused, like confounded by it. Had the dream again. Oh my gosh. A week later, the exact dream again. And this time she's not afterwards, after her mom goes, she's knocking and knocking and knocking. And again, he says, and she's like, please let me in. And he says, you are not my daughter. Oh, my goodness. So that's how she came. To, that's that's a how nightmare. She came. Can you imagine? No. She, that's how she came to saving faith. So as I'm in worship, the Lord's telling me, you see how easy it is? <laughs> oh. I send a single dream. I could send one dream. And your daughter would change. Your mother would change. Your brother would change. Like, it, it's all in the Lord's hands. He could send a single dream that'll totally rock somebody's world. Um, and so he was just telling me, do you trust me? Do you know, do you realize I'm capable of doing this? She's demonstrating to you. That's what I'm capable of, you know? So trust me. Um, so that was the first very beautiful encounter. And then just a bunch of things about the scripture. Oh, folks here. So Yesterday, if you recall, you may not, um, we went through John 10 and me and Andy started to prepare for yesterday's devotional early. So I sat in front of the scripture and I said, Lord, you know, I want to spend a little more time. I want to be a little bit more intentional and read through longer passages of this scripture. Cause sometimes I just do a couple of verses before and after I, I want to understand the context of what we're, we're going to cover together. And so I, was, I so when it came to John 10, I was like, I'm in the book of John now in my personal reading. So I was like, I'm just going to read John 10 again. And I read the whole thing. And then we had songs two uh, verses seven and eight. And I was just meditating on those. And today, Pastor Jack went through John 10 in great detail, like half of John 10 and songs two, seven and eight. And I'm sitting there and I'm like marveling at this. And the Lord is telling me, Every single thing I do is intentional. There is no coincidence. This is not by accident. Every moment you spend in my word is preordained. Like, like that it was already, you did not fall upon that scripture. You were supposed to be in that scripture. Everything is measured. Mm. Oh my God, it was wild. Yeah, you were very excited after, I was so after excited. church. I was so excited. Because <laughs> I was like, I just, it was... It was so affirming to hear 
um, that the Holy Spirit is working in us. Like, why was I motivated to read John 10 more than like, why was I motivated to read more scripture? Why was it this? And then for him to confirm the next day, it was that scripture and it was this scripture. And then Pastor Jack would go through a greater explanation of both passages of scripture. And I was like, wow, God is so relational and intentional. Yeah. Um, so those are my stories. Yeah. It was great when those uh, verses came up on the screen and we both looked at each other like, wait a minute, that was yesterday's wild <laughs> devotional. That's God, you know, so and so specific. Mm. It was a great message today. I sent it to my son and uh, my daughter for them to watch. Hopefully they will, uh, because I think it was really, awesome. a really important message for new believers yes. uh, to, uh, to go through. All right. Anything else, my love? That's it. I think we hit it. Um, again, those of you that are watching live, uh, you can still comment while we're still talking, but also, uh, those of you that are watching the replay at a later time, later tonight or tomorrow, uh, feel free to comment so that we can see what's going on in your life. I, I love seeing them. So I, today I've saw a whole bunch of comments from yesterday's devotional. Oh, nice. Uh, it, it's always awesome to see on that. Facebook? Uh, yeah, I never see those. I get Facebook. the notices for the YouTube ones, but not yeah. the Facebook. So keep it up. We love that. It helps other people. People see the replays and that kind of stuff. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Um, and, uh, hi, Kate. We didn't get a chance to say hi, hi Kate. Kate. Nice to I see hope you. you're feeling a little better today. You're in our yes. prayers yes. each and every day that um, it'll be uh, it'll be a little less painful each and every day for you. Yep. All right, my friends. We love you. We love you. God bless. God bless. Take care.